What's up, guys, and welcome back to the DualSense Podcast. This is episode 55. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jason, and I'm joined, as always, by your other co-host, Mr. Bezos, also known as Travis. Travis, what's going on today? Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. All those other amateurs can fucking suck it. <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos. Shout out to Bo Burnham. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that, I was going to say, is that, a, is that a rapper, or but it's Mr. Burnham? No, it's Bezos. Technically, he's rapping. Ah, true. That's true. What else is good? Anything? Yeah, well, we had to delay the start of the podcast because I was at the uh, General Patent Museum party today. That's a thing? Yeah, they had they had Patent Week, and today, today they had um, the old army barracks open from the Second World War and a bunch of Jeeps, and the museum was free, and they had... Well, they were supposed to have food trucks, but then they all, only one of them showed up. So that's, that's par for the course with a food truck. It really is. So anyway, yeah, it was cool. They had a silent auction, um, bunch of wild shit. Like you win like a, uh, trip to the Kennedy space center and stuff like that. But Ooh. anyway, yeah, there was somebody who bid $500 on a cheese tasting and I was like, what? You've got a fucking problem guys. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me they were going to have like a, like a decommissioned like M1 Garand or something that you could win. <laughs> They had some random shit. They had like um, stuff from the Knob Creek gun range. You can get a whole year, uh, whatever you call it, membership. So you can just go shoot guns, shoot your American guns as much as you want. Oh, hell and, yeah. Uh, they had some sort of barbecue setup thing. I got, I got two cups that were free. So that's what I won. Nice. Nice. Well, Travis, for the uninitiated or the noobs, we are a PlayStation podcast where you and I get together each and every week to discuss all of the news, rumors, new game releases, and a little bit more in the world of PlayStation. And we post new episodes every Monday on all of the podcast services around the globe, as well as YouTube, if you prefer to watch there. And we also post game streams and clips there occasionally as well. Uh, I streamed a little bit the other night, which we're going to talk about in a second, the game. And then finally, if you want to engage with us, you can find us on Twitter at the DualSense Pod, and we would love to hear from you and just talk and maybe hear about the show or just talk games or nonsense. It's all good. So, Travis, without further ado, talk to me about what you've been playing this week. Played a little FIFA and uh, chivalry. Nothing crazy to report there. Um, my, my six foot seven striker is uh, oh yeah, just just a he is a monster on corners. Like oh really? Yeah, you can just if you loop him in, like tap it and loop him in really high. Nobody can out jump him and. He almost always gets contact on the ball. It just doesn't go. He's like, but he's like, you know, he's a 60. So like makes contact and it just goes wherever. Very rarely on target. That's okay. He'll get there. I'm on chivalry. I unlock the, um, the heavy mace. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy, I really enjoy the heavy mace. You, <laughs> you can just swing that motherfucker and <laughs> whoever's in the way. I mean, the, you're getting points. I mean, they're dead. If, uh, especially if they don't block, if they don't block, you're going to get like, like 80 points especially you know those little bonuses it has on like footmen and knights like you're just you're gonna you're gonna fuck somebody up it's pretty cool yeah and then of course we uh posted the video on onto our youtube of me gaming and falling asleep um mm -hmm. just classic <laughs> classic uh -huh. micro sleeps so yeah if you watch it if you watch it and don't know that i'm falling asleep a couple of the videos it's like a micro sleep you almost can't tell but there's a couple of points in it where I'm just like watching birds. So you can, you know, that's pretty obvious. And I'm out of my mind at that point. My favorite one was when you uh, fell asleep and you're like running into the wall. And then you can, I, I think you can faintly hear you like take a breath, like when you wake <laughs> up. And then you, some guy on, on our own team runs past you. So you immediately start firing arrows into his back. And you're like, oh, my bad. <laughs> Cause you don't, you thought it was a bad guy. You had no idea. <laughs> right. It's, it's like when you, when you wake up, you know how it is when you wake up and like English doesn't make sense and colors aren't real. It's like, that's what happened. I woke up and saw something move and I was like, die. <laughs> My favorite was when I'm on top of that, uh, 
top of the castle and I'm I fall asleep looking at these birds and I'm like spinning mm. in a circle. And yes. then I wake up, I wake up and just start changing my class. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I was just like, you change my class. Oh, yes. Yeah. But anyway, that was, that's about all I got into. I did download uh, Dirt Rally 2.0 again, so oh. I might, might fool around with that a little bit. I watched a, this is unrelated to what I've been playing, but I watched a uh, a little bit of gameplay for F1 2021 before we started recording. And, uh, it looks, it looks kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. Did you watch the breaking point, the career mode trailer? Uh, I didn't watch the trailer for that, but I watched the, the gameplay that I watched was from the first, uh, career race. Chapter. Yeah. The very first race that you do, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. so it looked cool. I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of it was over my head in terms of all the technical stuff, but, I don't know. We'll see. It, that strikes me as something I'll get when it's on sale one okay. day. So, and it's EA, so it'll be on sale pretty pretty soon. But anyway, <laughs> as far as what I've been playing, I also played Chivalry Two with you. I unlocked the Great Sword this week, or the Great Sword on the uh, Vanguard class. But for some reason, I still can't use the pre-order uh, weapon skin for that. I don't know why. But apparently, it's been a problem for a lot of people. But unlocked that, and immediately was just doing work like mm-hmm. got a double kill with one swing because it's just so long it's so big you just <laughs> which you you could say that about some other things too huh but mm-hmm. just killed a couple guys immediately oh, i love the great sword it's a lot of fun but but like you've said before the executioner executioner's axe really does a lot of work too <laughs> so all of those are very fun to use and then and then uh, also played a little bit more a Plague Tale Innocence. Well, I guess I actually haven't talked about that since last week, but that was the PS5 PlayStation Plus game that came out on Tuesday, so I've played that. I've played the first three chapters, and I believe there are 17 chapters, and that game is very good. The music, I put, I posted this on Twitter, but the music is incredible, and the gameplay is very tense. It's very stealth-oriented uh, gameplay for the most part. The, the story itself, I think, has some pretty good hooks in terms of you're trying to escape uh, the Inquisition and the Black Plague and all this at the same time. So it's really cool, really cool setting and story is setting up pretty nicely as well. So Are there I monsters? Can... <clears throat> no, just mice or rats hmm. and then humans. It's cool. You should, I think you might actually like it. Mm-hmm. If you're, if it sounds interesting to you, you should check it out. It's pretty cool. Feels good on the DualSense too, so. And then also I re-downloaded Metro Exodus. I felt like I gave up on it too quick. So I, Colin and Chris were talking about it on their podcast recently. And Chris was talking about how just beautiful it is and everything. And it is beautiful. And so it kind of got me back into the mood of wanting to give it another shot. So I downloaded it and played it for a little bit more. And um, it's, it is good. I'm not very far into it. So I can't say too much about it, I guess, yet. But it's fun. And then. The last thing that I played was a game, which we're going to talk about in a minute too, called Arcadegeddon. And it is a new game that's available in early access currently from uh, Ilphonic, which is the developer that made the Predator Hunting Grounds game that's exclusive to PlayStation. And Very different already from that. Very, yeah, it's 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 a big departure from that, but it is awesome i really really like it it's uh, a third person shooter co-op uh shooter and what i would describe it as is kind of like i was describing to you last night is it's a mix of like borderlands and a game called splatoon which is a nintendo game and returnal so like if those three like got together and had a baby that's kind of what this game is I think right now, but it's not nearly as hard as Returnal. It's it's really not. It's a great game, very fun. Anyway, we'll talk about that more in a second here. So, without any more further ado, let's jump into the news this week. Number one, PlayStation finally graced us with a state of play stream on Thursday, focused on indie and third party titles, much to the chagrin of a large part of the fan base. Travis who are longing for a big E three style summer showcase. The show led off with an announcement trailer for Moss Book 2, a sequel to one of the most beloved PSVR titles that is currently in development, and we're not clear yet if that's for PSVR 1 or 2. 
We also saw Predator Hunting Grounds developer Ilphonic, like I mentioned a minute ago, uh, who revealed their new project, a third-person loot-based cooperative and competitive shooter called Arcadegeddon, which is awesome, and the game is available now in early access on PS5 for 20 bucks, with the full game launching sometime in 2022 for the launch price of $30. Norsefell Games shared a new trailer for their Viking action RPG, Tribes of Midgard, which dove into the game's post-launch plans, which is centered on free seasonal content called sagas, or sagas, as the girl was saying in the video. The side-scrolling action platformer Fist, forged in Shadow Torch, which is from PlayStation's China Hero Project, brought a release date reveal trailer with some new gameplay. Fist launches on PS4 and PS5 on September the 7th. Hunter's Arena Legends showed a gameplay trailer, and the game mixes melee combat fighting with battle royale and 30-player matches in solo or trios. It will launch as a PlayStation Plus game on PS4 and PS5 on August the 3rd. Awesome-looking kung fu beat-em-up game Sifu showed off a new gameplay trailer as well and also announced that the game has been delayed to early 2022. Jet, the Far Shore, gave us a brief dive into the gameplay and systems, Players will explore both in their vehicles and on foot at various landmarks and interest points throughout the game with a story that unfolds back on your spaceship with your crewmates. The game is on schedule to release sometime later this year. Anime action adventure game Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaba The Hino Kami Chronicles shared a gameplay trailer and was announced to release on PS4 on October the 15th. Lost Judgment developer Ryu Go Gotaku Studio shared a new trailer setting up the game's story and also showed bits of gameplay and mini-games, which players apparently love. Players will attempt to solve two murders when the game releases on PS4 and PS5 on September the 24th. We also got a detailed look at the Death Stranding Director's Cut, which features quite a bit of new content, including new story missions, new melee combat, new weapons and equipment, such as a buddy delivery bot and delivery launch cannon which looks wild (laughs) and it will also include support for 4k and 60 frames per second modes on ps5 as well as haptic feedback and the adaptive triggers players who own the game on ps4 can upgrade to the ps5 digital deluxe edition for a mere ten dollars and finally the show closed with a nine minute gameplay walkthrough for upcoming ps5 exclusive death loop and we also learned that the game is a one-year timed exclusive on playstation 5 thanks to some fine print at the end of the trailer. So that's a wrap up of the state of play this week. Anything that jumps out at you? Well, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to touch on Deathloop. I mean, you can, if, if you want to, but yeah, I'm playing it. I'm buying it. Moving on. It looks cool. We get it. Did you see that the delivery cannon is also something that delivery launch cannon is something that Amazon is building as well. No so way. They'll, yeah. They'll, they'll set up about, Five houses down and just blast that motherfucker into the door. And there you go. <laughs> Hilarious. Anyway, so uh, the Hunter's Arena Legends um, kind of caught my attention. I didn't really expect it to. Mm. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah. Again, it's solos or trios, so we'll probably be stuck with a random if we played it. But, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's a PS Plus game. I'm going to give it a go. Why not? And it's, I, th- I think... I don't know if it has, as you say, I don't know if it has the hooks or the legs, but we can, you know, we can see. Mm-hmm. I will say I'm disappointed that Sifu's been delayed. Yeah. I was excited about it. I'm still excited about it. The game play trailer looked really cool. That's so dope looking. Yeah. Like there's no denying that it looks awesome. Um, I, I don't see how you could not think that, that's, that it looks awesome, but yeah, it, like, like they tweeted out though, like, you know, Hey, you know, for it to be at the place we want it to be at, we're going to have to delay it, which you know, I'm glad that they're being honest about it. And, and, you know, there's, again, I'm sure this is part of the cyberpunk fallout, but they're being, mm. they're holding themselves uh, to a standard. I think that, you know, again, I would, I would hate for a game to look this cool and suck. So I'm glad that they're at least delaying it to fix whatever they think needs to be fixed. As far as arcade again, um, I downloaded it just now. I bought, uh, Oh, you did. This yeah, is news. Just, Breaking yeah. news here on the pod. <laughs> Breaking news! It's and to make sure I got the right one, I downloaded Nacom Arcade Stadium. Right, that's what it is. No, no, no! <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare! Anyway, so it's downloading to my console as we speak, so we can we can play that later. Um, nice. It's only a five gigger, so. Okay, so I guess I'll uh, 
a five gigger sounds like a fishing term like <laughs> anyway so um we're not hosting an intergalactic kegger down here <laughs> so uh, the only you know again these are these indie games so i was excited for seafood it checked that box you know the the the, the death loop thing really just solidified what i thought about it mm-hmm. the only other thing that I had a little bit of interest in was this viking action rpg yeah and, and that's really cool yeah that's just because i like vikings so you know yeah it's just fun to play as a viking I, I mean just like the same reason that i think the uh the pirate game that we're never going to get look, looked really cool before they restarted it all it's just fun to be a pirate <laughs> but yeah i mean hell I mean, it's part of the reason i like return of the upper dim was because like in a sense you're a pirate kind of mm. uh but anyway i mean i'm not disappointed with it it's exactly what i expected you know yeah that that's a good we'll touch i'll touch on that as well as in terms of like the overall mood i guess of the show but the things that stood out to me were obviously arcade again i downloaded it and i've been playing i played i played quite a bit well i mean for for me i played quite a bit i've played probably four four hours or so so far and that game that like kind of like in the way that I was evangelizing chivalry Two, like this mm-hmm. is the next, this is the next game that I'm going to evangelize on the show here is arcade again, because, and I, I didn't, I didn't want to get into it too much a minute ago because I wanted to save some of it for here, but that game is awesome. It really scratches an itch that it reminds me of something that I've played before, but I can't really put my finger on it, but the third mm. person, the third person combat is a lot of fun, and then it feels really good on the dual sense because it has the haptics and the and the trigger, and then the variety of weapons that are in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, you probably heard me talking last night. I kept coming cr- across shit also, that I hadn't yeah. seen before, <laughs> all kinds of shit. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the other thing is that I didn't realize until last night because I got to um, it where it kind of unfolds over stages. So you beat a stage, you go to another stage, and it's kind of like a new. Uh, map or new biome whatever so i got to stage five last night that's kind of where the roguelike returnal-ish side of it comes in at mm-hmm. and i got to a, a map or a biome that i had never seen before so um, it was like an island setting or whatever so that's cool too and uh, man i just can't say enough good things about it and uh, the roadmap that they've already put out for what they're going to add this summer and fall and winter and then it launches sounds like early next year in full and they're going to add a lot of stuff along the way so uh, it's really i mean for 20 bucks in my opinion i've played a lot a lot worse so <laughs> anyway uh some of the other things that interested me were the tribes of midgard game like you said uh, that's also a 20 dollar game mm-hmm. which is which is interesting so that game does look cool to me but that is a co-op game uh, i don't know if it has matchmaking or not but anyway you gotta have friends to play that so we'll see about that one and then I actually think Fist Forged and Shadow Torch looks pretty cool. I'm going to wait and see what it gets reviewed, but that game kind of looks uh, awesome to me as well. And then yeah, well, you would support Communist China. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> uh, and then Hunter's Arena Legends. I I mean, like you said, it's going to be a free PlayStation Plus game, so there's no reason not to try it. But I literally have like no opinion of the game. Like I don't know <laughs> if it's for, I don't know if it's for me or not. I can tell you that if it wasn't free, I wouldn't be playing it. So I would agree with that. Yeah, probably probably a smart thing for them to do if it's a multiplayer battle royale royale style game. So we'll check that out when it launches and see if it's any good. Uh, and Sifu, of course, like we said, looks awesome. Can't wait for that. It's like John Wick without guns meets Ghost of Tsushima. Meets Ghost of yeah meets Ghost of Tsushima meets like I don't know the raid or some shit. I don't know. It's awesome. So. Uh, let's see anything else here. Um, you know, the director's cut stuff on Death Stranding all looked really awesome to me, but for me, like it's the same deal with Ghost of Tsushima. I had the physical copy on PS4, so I'm not going to pay $70 to have the full game again. I'm just not going to. So power to those of you that are going to do it. And then, like you said, Deathloop, I don't have much else to say. They really didn't need to show that game and they better not show it anymore because they've shown enough probably too much of it at this point in my opinion and i'm gonna i've already pre-ordered the game I'm gonna buy it looks awesome excited yeah, we're good it. to go <laughs> yeah we're good uh, by the way if you pre-order that before launch you get 10 percent off so you can get it for like 53 bucks number two ubisoft is making a massive change to the assassin's creed universe as bloomberg's jason schreier reported this week that the publisher is making the franchise an online live service platform called assassin's creed infinity 
It will launch no sooner than 2024 and will feature multiple settings and time periods from the games, with more being added after release. All titles within the service will be connected somehow and, and is inspired by online service titles like Fortnite and Grand Theft Auto Online. Schreier also reported that development teams Ubisoft Montreal and Ubisoft Quebec are being merged to create one team with the different creative directors working on the ongoing title. And finally, Schreier stated on Twitter that there is no other Assassin's Creed title launching between now and Infinity, and that the project has led to several staff members who don't agree with the direction of the franchise to depart Ubisoft over the past weeks. What do you think? Well, last and it's not surprising. People always leave when you change the format. I, I have to say, it's probably a good thing that they're not releasing another title before this. I think that they could have done that anyway, just taking a break from the franchise. You know, it's a little saturated, and you know, every year we're getting something from one of these two. Um, you know, one of these one of these two Ubisoft groups. It's ridiculous, but yeah, I, I read an article that you know Montreal and Quebec kind of are rivals they don't really Mm -hmm. get along very well so to combine them both and say that they're gonna have multiple creative directors i don't see how that works like you can't have two generals yeah so my assumption is one of those groups will be quote-unquote in charge more or less or they will bully their way into being in charge however you want to look at it and then people on the other side will start to kind of trickle away would be my guess uh, as far Mm -hmm. as staffing goes but as we saw earlier in the week, Tony Polanco is over these live service games. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's super stoked about this. But, you know, I always I'm a little hesitant with live service games. Like, I'm always afraid that we're going to end up with like the Marvels again, like the Avengers, where it's like it's fun to play, but like nobody plays it really. <laughs> Does that yeah. make sense? Like, it's not that it's not a good game. Like, it is the definition of a good game. Like, if you looked up the definition of the word good, that's exactly what it is. Nothing more or less. Yeah, but it wears itself out. Right. Yeah, it becomes repetitive and uh, whatever you want to call it, which is an interesting point. I'd like to, I would like to kind of roll into a little bit here is like any sports game is repetitive. You know, True. FIFA, 2K, Madden, whatever. And nobody really complains about that. But then you get these live service games or even like, you know, like we're doing the same raid over and over again with different equipment. Uh, but we're leveled up. It's like, well, what's the difference between, you know, playing Manchester United five times in a season? Like, yeah, that's a good point. It's kind of similar in a way. I don't, you know, I don't really, it's just interesting that, you know, I could sit down and play a FIFA game four or five times, but if you want to put me on the same <laughs> yeah. rate again, I get bored with it. Like, I don't, I don't understand that. It's, it's kind of like how like you can listen to the same song over and over again, but if you hear a joke more than like twice, it just, it's, it gets, it gets less funny. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's odd. I don't know what to make of that. I think the difference is, uh, you, you make a good point, but I think the difference is that when in a sports game, you have these dynamic things happening. So like, like dynamic you, moments. Yeah. So like you might throw a 90 yard Hail Mary touchdown to win the game. Like, yeah, you're still playing a football game, but it's going to be different every time. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess a raid could be too, but like, but they're always guess, at the same point. Like you open this door, there's a guy. Yeah, yeah. You get to this checkpoint and you know you have to do this puzzle and then you, you get to the next one, you know you have to fight this mini boss, whatever, you know how to kill him, so on and so forth. Like so yeah, there's that. My problem with these Assassin's Creed games now, and I should have shared this uh yesterday, but there's a Twitter account called How Long to Beat, and they just compile data on how long it takes to beat games. Oh, that's cool. And they put together a spreadsheet. Um, or like a a, gra- a a bar graph of how long each of the Assassin's Creed take to beat the main story and then a completionist playthrough. Mm-hmm. So the first Assassin's Creed, they said, take took like 13 or 14 hours to beat the main story. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the most recent one, they, they said was 50, 54 or 55 hours to beat the main story. Like, I had to quit playing it. Like, it's a, it's a cool game. It's a really good-looking game, but like, man, it... They those the last two games that one and Odyssey have they just overstayed their welcome. Way, I don't think. I mean, yeah, sorry to cut you off. I, I don't think those are the types of games that you want to put fifty hours into. Like that's no. a Witcher, Skyrim type game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not that's what, there. That's what they're going for. I mean, I get that, but like even the Witcher, like one of my favorite games ever, The Witcher Three. I played it for like 300 hours probably, maybe 2 or 300 hours, and I still never completed everything in the game. 
I mean, <laughs> there was there were quests that I didn't do. There were things I didn't find. Whatever, like you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. But the thing about the difference between a game like The Witcher Three and Assassin's Creed Valhalla, in my opinion, is that the quest design and the world building in The Witcher Three is what makes everything feel so different. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like I was just running to X to do Y, but in just in a different place on the map. So <clears throat> anyway, that's the problem that I think these Assassin's Creed games have. Mm-hmm. Does making it an online live service game fix that? I don't know. I I don't think this I don't fix, think so. I don't think this fixes the problem of what most people feel like needs to be done, which is the games need to have need to be have more brevity like they need to be shorter they need to be more focused so on and so forth and i don't know what they're trying to do with this maybe it'll be a maybe it will fix it maybe it'll be a big success i have no idea but i just can't imagine assassin's creed as a live service game but i don't know i mean ubisoft games typically speak to me now whether they stick once i get there is a different thing but we'll see i guess right but it's like like to your point though like even red dead i don't even know how many hours we played red dead but if it was Built, yeah. If it was built out like the last two Assassin's Creed creeds, it's not a it's not a ten. It's just yeah. not like I don't know. I don't even know how to explain. It. Like Ghost of Tsushima is the perfect length. Like if you mm-hmm. take that story and make it any longer, it it starts to get very mundane. I think. Yeah, I stand by that. We need games that are take fifteen to twenty hours to beat. Like that's the sweet spot. Um, and I saw someone yesterday on Twitter said, if it takes me more than one, if it takes me more than a 40 hour work week to do a 100% completionist playthrough of your game, then it's too much. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a fair point. Like if it takes more than 40 hours to do everything in your game, I mean, that that's a fair point. Unless you're like a certain genre of a game, like a MMORPG or whatever, like a, you know, I guess a persistent live service game. But if you're a single player RPG, whatever, like you get over 40 or 50 hours for a completionist playthrough, in my opinion, you're, you're doing a little too much. I think I, and this is the last thing before we move on here though. One of the things that I think that game developers, I mean, surely they look at this stuff, right? But one of the things I think game developers miss is that gamers are getting older, right? Like me and you and the people that are in our generation grew up playing video games. I would say are the majority of gamers like 28 to 35 years old. Mm -hmm. I would say those are the majority of people who game every day or multiple times a week, whatever. Now the people in our generation have full-time jobs. They have families, they have kids. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we we have less time to devote to our hobby. So Mm -hmm. I, I just feel like, Maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe they look at this data. I'm sure they do. Their demographics and heat mapping and all that. But like, I just feel like they're kind of missing that point, but missing that that aspect of it. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Probably is. Number three, French publisher Nacon held their annual Nacon Connect event today, featuring a number of game announcements and updates. First off, we saw a licensed RoboCop game called RoboCop Rogue City. It's a first-person shooter based on the original trilogy of movies from the Terminator Terminator Resistance team, and it will come to consoles sometime in 2023. I love this. A new third-person Clash game called Clash Artifacts of Chaos was announced and will come to PS4 and PS5 in June 2022. A video interview with Gollum producer Harold Reigler showed off new gameplay, and the game is scheduled to release sometime in 2022. World War One survival horror game Ad Infinitum from a new German studio called Hecate received a trailer and the game puts you in the role of a soldier fighting for his life and sanity and will include stealth and puzzle elements. It is scheduled to release sometime in 2023. Alternate history French Revolution action RPG still rising from Greedfall developer Spiders shared a gameplay reveal trailer and is scheduled and it is scheduled to release sometime in June of 2022. Brutal fantasy American football game based on the Warhammer universe. Blood Bowl 3 was announced and got a campaign mode trailer. Rogue Book announced a free update called Gem Mine that will add new maps, new enemies, and new loot. Rogue Lords, a new roguelike game in which you play the devil controlling minions like Frankenstein and Dracula, was announced for a console release in early 2022. 
open world racing game at Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown announced it is based in Hong Kong and will release on September 22nd of next year. Rugby 2022 is announced and is scheduled for release on January 22nd. Nacon's Life series of simulation games showed off some new gameplay for Chef Life, Hotel Life, and Train Life. And new titles, Surgeon Life and Architect Life, were also announced. Are you okay? Whew. Skateboarding Simulator Session was announced to be coming to PS4 and PS5 at some point in the future. A new gameplay trailer for Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song was shown, and the game was announced to release in February of 2022. Motorbike Racing Sim Rims Racing was announced to launch on August 19th on PS4 and PS5. And WRC 10 was announced and will celebrate the 50th year anniversary of the FIA World Rally Championship. So... That's a lot here that uh, Nacon announced. What do you think? It's funny that Nacon has all this stuff that you forget that it's Nacon, or at least I do. <laughs> yeah, I forget they exist, but yeah. So just I'll I'll go in reverse. So uh, okay. WRC ten, they make really good rally games, and especially now that Codemasters is owned by EA, they might actually be the best rally game moving forward. Mm-hmm. So what what will interest me about this fifty year? anniversary game is like does it bring in extra content do we get to see some old cars do we get to see some group b rally cars which are terrifying to drive on other sims what kind of expansion do they do on they have a really nice career mode on wrc9 so depending on what they kind of add for this 50th anniversary that game is something that's kind of on my radar vampire the masquerade there's something about this game hmm. for me that I'm not necessarily saying I'll play it, but there's something about it when I read it that makes me think it's going to be good. I don't know what it is. Uh, the little things I've seen, mm-hmm. there's just something about it that reminds me of like, I don't know, I keep picturing Resident Evil, but I know that's not really fair, but if there's something about it that's like, I just feel like it's going to have a cult following, I guess, is what I'm getting at. There's something there. I think there's something there. I can see that. Test Drive Unlimited, which we talked... I'm, I'm not sure if we talked about this offline or online. I know I definitely sent you the first thing I saw about it. Yeah. Uh, but... I'm interested. They haven't had a test drive in like a decade. And yeah. I gotta say, putting it in Hong, Hong Kong is a huge mistake because with all the protests, you can't drive anywhere. <laughs> I don't know what you're supposed to do. Unless they yeah. were, unless, maybe we're driving to the crowd. I feel like that's a felony. So <laughs> It's Grand Theft Auto now. So we'll see how that goes. Rogue Lords looked intriguing just because you get to play as the devil, which your mom will hate. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that me and you have watched and made fun of Blood Bowl before. Yeah, it's it's outrageous. It's So uh, Blood Bowl 2 is on PlayStation now, and I've always wanted to try, because they keep making these games. Right. I've always <laughs> wanted to try it and see what it's about. It's like a turn-based football, like it's NFL so weird. style game. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's it's odd, but... You know, like I said, it's if it was a free game, I'd definitely try it. Um, if it was like a plus game, I'd give it a I'd give it a throw at the board. Mm-hmm. Lots of people are excited about Robocop. Oh yeah. Again, it's 2023. I'm gonna forget <laughs> about it, so I'm not worried about it. And that being said, the World War One survival game, which is also 2023, mm-hmm. I might play that. Um, that might be a survival horror game I get into. Um mm-hmm. you know the the reveal trailer, I guess you'd call it, is like nothing happens, and then this like skeletally arms pull the guy back in. Yeah, and it didn't really creep me out a whole lot because, like, if you think about it, like that's kind of what they were doing anyway. Like with the gas and with random shells, like you, you'd think you're out of it, and all of a sudden you got blown up or were gassed or shot or something like that. So, in mm-hmm. a sense, it seems pretty realistic. Like the role of a soldier fighting for his life insanity. That's like, that's pretty par for the course. Um, <laughs> right. Right. But the, the, out of all of that, the thing I'm the most excited about is steel rising. I've been the most excited about that mm-hmm. since the very first time we heard about it. I think it could be, it could be really cool. I, the French revolution, I just like that time period anyway. Yeah. And all the stuff, all like, just the gameplay looked like it'd be kind of fun. So I'll start from the top. You started from the bottom. I'll start from the top. So Robocop, if they if they can pull this off, I'm all in. I'm there. I'm there for it. I love the I love RoboCop. Um, I didn't play the Terminator Resistance game. It's got really mixed reviews. It also got a PS5 update. I've seen gameplay on it. It looks pretty basic to me. But mm-hmm. if they can, you know, they've got a couple years here. Obviously, hopefully they're going to get Rogue City. So you never know, <laughs> right? Hopefully they're going to get better at making games. So. Uh, Robo- <laughs> I mean, oh, Robo- tweet that at them, please. <laughs> Hopefully, you guys are going to get better at making games. Robocop. I hope they can pull it off. If they can pull it off, 
I'm interested, but we'll see. Uh, let's see here. What else? The World War One game, I immediately thought of you. I don't know if you can do it, though. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see in a couple of years. Oh, it'll be a funny stream. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Uh, Still Rising, I, I'm i going to keep my eye on this one. I've had this one on my list for a little while now to, to just monitor. Um, I This is obviously the first time we have saw a gameplay of it. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly what I thought it was going to be, but I'm... That's fair, yeah. Yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm going to wait. That's a game that I'll wait and see what it gets reviewed. Of course, it's a year away anyway. So, like you said, I'll forget about it. But uh, next year's going to be stacked, dude. Uh, there's going to be mm-hmm. so much going on. It, a lot of stuff's going to get buried. Yeah, it'd be such a good problem to have. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else here. And then I am interested in Test Drive Unlimited. That game, of course, it was just a cinematic trailer. Um, but I, I've been, I got to tell you, I've been really in the mood to play a racing game lately. Like, mm-hmm. really in the mood. Like, But Dirt 5 is not really doing it for me because Dirt 5 is really samey to me, if that makes sense. like, Oh, I, yeah, I agree. I thought about downloading The Crew 2 again, but then I mm-hmm. read that it's only 30 frames per second. It's I can't, hard. I can't do that. I will say Test Drive feels like it'll have some crew elements. Yeah, it did. It's like an open world type of thing, it looked like. and So that's exciting, but I am... I've been really in the mood for a racing game, like an open world style racing game, but we'll see. That's, that's pretty much it for me that the test drive was the last one that really kind of caught my eye, but I couldn't believe, like you said, I couldn't believe how much these guys publish. Like this is, <laughs> I mean, this is 15 things that they've got coming like this. They, they got a lot more than I thought. So good for them. Number four, we also have a lot of news nuggets here, Travis, and feel free to join me wherever you see fit. First nugget here, website comicbook.com reported that PlayStation wasn't the only company who attempted to purchase Housemark, with co-founder Ilari Kutinen saying the quote-unquote usual suspects from China, Sweden, and the U.S. all made overtures. So that so would be... That would be Tencent. Yep. <laughs> that would be Embracer Group. 100%. <laughs> and that would be... I guess Microsoft. Mm-hmm. That'd be my guess, yeah. Even though PlayStation is technically based in California, so I don't know. That one's the only ambiguous one. But uh, I got to tell you, Housemark definitely made the right decision if they had to choose between Tencent, Embracer Group, and PlayStation. Well, so. I feel like they're too big for Embracer Group. Embracer Group gets these random things that like, I've never heard of. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Next nugget, website Push Square reported that Battlefield 2042 will indeed be remastering classic maps and bringing them to the rumored Battlefield hub mode. The new mode is being developed by Dice LA, which has been restructured and rebranded as Ripple Effect Studios. And Ripple Effect will also continue working on their own original unannounced game. Sounds really cool. So Tom Henderson apparently leaked some of the maps that are getting remastered. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen that or not. But, uh, what are they? Metro is one of them. Oh, I love Metro. I, I don't know why they rebranded to Ripple Effect. I don't know that that was needed. Dice LA was fine. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, it does sound cool, but okay. So, according to Tom Henderson, the following maps will be coming to Battle Hub Metro, Locker, Wake Island, Siege of Shanghai, Erica Harbor, and Caspian Border. I don't remember the second one, whatever you said. I don't remember Locker either. I remember Metro, and I remember the rest of them vaguely, but... Yeah, vaguely. I think think Siege of Shanghai was a really cool one with all the skyscrapers where you could drive the elevators up, maybe. One fell. Yeah, yeah, yes. So, we'll see. It sounds awesome. Also, FIFA 22 will feature Killian Mbappe on the cover again this year and is rumored to uh, launch on October the 1st. A revealed trailer is scheduled to release on Sunday, July the 11th, so probably by the time that you're listening to the show. Fall Guys will be getting PlayStation character outfits when Season 5 drops, including Astrobot, Sackboy, Ratchet, Clank, Kana from Kana Bridge of Spirits, and the Spelunky Guy. It sounds really weird when you split up Ratchet and Clank without the word and. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> I had a hard time typing that. Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two will likely carry over gameplay elements from the recent Yuffie DLC, according to co-director Naoki Hamaguchi. A new rumor suggests that PES 2022 will be a full-blown free-to-play title, Travis, in an effort to shake things up with the franchise. That's interesting. It is. I don't know how you pull that off. I don't either. I don't know, especially with the team, I guess. Yeah, I'm guessing that you like buy your team. Like I don't know. Like you want to be Manchester United? You, I don't know. 
Maybe that not. That's terrible. <laughs> Japan Studio has officially been removed from Sony's website, RIP. Sonic Colors Ultimate will feature 4K at 60 frames per second in a new mode, new mode called Rival Rush. Sony released a new PS5 firmware this week that seems to improve system stability, and I can confirm that it does indeed. For once in my life, I have noticed an improved system performance. For instance, my PlayStation lately has not, the past few days, has not randomly shut off during rest mode. It also, again, will allow me to download games from rest mode from the PlayStation <laughs> app on my phone, which uh-huh. it wasn't allowing me to do, so seemed to have fixed that. Also, Polyphony Digital added the Toyota GR86 to Gran Turismo Sport. Travis, does that interest you? No. First of all, this is about the tenth <laughs> version of the Toyota GR86 we've gotten. You could, I don't know, you give us anything. You give us a classic Lamar car. You could give us a F1 updated car. Um, fuck, you could give us a rally car. I don't even like the fucking rally maps, but that'd be fine. Quit giving me Toyotas. I know you're in Japan, and that's the easiest thing to do, but I don't care. This is like a direct reflection of the fact that they're just working on the new game and the, and they don't care. Mm. Not that they don't care, but like I think they're just busy and they're like, oh, here's a car. Get fucking shove it on there. We'll drop yeah. 10 miles down to the Toyota plant and scan it. Like, I don't know. Those guys have just, that game is four or five years old and it's kind of at its dead point for me. Like, it, there's just not a lot for me to do on it anymore. Yeah, I get it. They're just throwing you guys a bone. Rockstar Games announced that they will be cycling out older content in Grand Theft Auto Online to make room for new content updates, very similar to how Destiny 2 cycles their content, or vaults it, as they say. Real Farm Premium Edition, a next-gen port of the original game, will release on PS5 on September the 30th, ahead of Farming Simulator 22. Big rivals there, so we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. And Sony released an advertisement this week that featured the disc version of the PS5 upside down in an entertainment center, and the ad was promptly pulled from circulation. Classic. How does that happen? Sounds like Americans. I don't think the Japanese would make that mistake. You just can't trust the marketing people. Website PlayStation Lifestyle reported that a Sony insider claims that the acquisition of Bluepoint Games is set to be announced at a PlayStation showcase in the future. The CEO and CFO of Codemasters are both resigning from the company at the end of July after being acquired by Electronic Arts for over a billion dollars in February. <laughs> that didn't take long, huh? No, so... <laughs> here's, here's the thing. So, when I saw this, my surprise meter went off a little bit, which, which if you can be surprised by your surprise meter going off, I definitely was. I felt like part of me was like, this isn't surprising at all. And the other part of me was like, wow, that didn't, that's, that's fast. But they, they've clearly decided to stay on through the end of F121. Like basically once it's went gold, which it has, they basically announced, hey, we're leaving. Yeah. And the end of July gives them a chance to do like one update really to work on. So my presumption is one of two things either. And I think the answer is pretty obvious is that EA wants to push the game in a certain direction and these two guys don't want to be a part of that they don't agree with it so yeah that that's interesting to me i i think next year will be a completely different f1 game i mean the story mode that they've added this year is similar to what we see in fifa and madden i don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing for f1 like i don't play the one on fifa i it just doesn't interest me but the scenarios i've seen in the first two chapters for uh, this version called breaking point it actually looks pretty interesting. The scenarios they put you in are relatively realistic. You know, again, it, the corny dialogue is going to be there and all that fun stuff that you get with these types of things. But oh, I think that this is interesting. Um, I don't know what F1 is going to turn into, but, you know, Codemasters is not Codemasters anymore. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, to me, it's either what you said. It's either they don't agree with the direction that they're going moving forward or... The only other option in my mind is these guys are now millionaires many, many, many times over yes, yeah. from from being bought out by EA. And they're like, all right, we're cool. good. We're out of here. They're like, thanks. You know, you got good luck to you guys. I'm going to retire now. So yeah. And I was thinking like if they're upset and they want to go do their own thing, because they have so much money now, they could do their own thing. They could fund their own thing. It's like yeah. if you're moving on from f1 and these rally games and whatever else like the licensing and the access you have like you're working with you know you're working with like ferrari and 
and whoever else and you're doing all these rally subaru games and you get to go to these really cool historic tracks and meet all these people and like the access you have and then you're going to make something else that's going to have none of that like Mm. i understand that the company might be doing some stuff you don't want to do but the appeal and the excitement of anything like for me of anything i'd be doing after that would just wouldn't be there like right i'm rubbing elbows with these guys that are like it's the most f1 is the most popular racing league in the world right and then now i'm gonna go make like a top-down rally game like you know like it's just not there you're right no i get that too that makes sense Next nugget, Atari announced that its Atari gaming label will now focus on premium games on consoles and PC in the future, and it plans to sell off its casino business and also its free-to-play franchises. Hmm. Genshin Impact is getting cross-save support between PlayStation, PC, Mobile, and Switch in a future update. Ubisoft's Montpellier is hiring for Beyond Good and Evil 2 in an unannounced game according to recent job listings. Two unannounced games from developer Bloober Team have been discovered, codenamed Black and Doom Spiro. They confirmed later in the week that they are indeed working on two projects, but denied that they are working on a Silent Hill game. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War will get a free update featuring the Mauer der Toten map or zombies mode for the Zombies mode this week. Microids and Forever Entertainment have acquired the licensing rights to publish physical editions of two of dormant of two dormant Sega IPs, or Sega, Sega, the House of the Dead franchise, and the Panzer Dragoon franchise. Apex Legends is getting a new event called Thrill Seekers, which will add a new overflow arena map, three weeks of rewards, and new cosmetics. And likewise, Red Dead Online is getting a big update on July 13th, Travis, called Blood Money. The update will add a new type of work called Crimes, imagine that in an outlaw game, and a currency called Capital, which unlocks new opportunity missions. Crime missions range from simple holdups to kidnappings and multi-stage robberies. Outlaw <laughs> passes have been revamped as well and are now called Quick Draw Club Passes, the first of which will unlock a Dutch's outfit upon purchase. Okay, first of all, fuck you if you think I'm dressing like Dutch, that asshole. Not <laughs> happening. 100% not happening. Uh-huh. I'm on board, though. Let's do this. This will be fun. Yeah, I agree. Multi-stage robberies, kidding. I'm, I'm in. Website PlayStation Universe reported that the alpha for Call of Duty 2021 is codenamed Slipstream and should be forthcoming very soon. Are Developer, I think I tell us anything about this. So my theory on this, I, I think I maybe told you, but my theory on this is that Call of Duty wants to announce or reveal their game this year at, in August at a PlayStation event because they have a marketing deal. I think they no, want to have. I think they want to have. This is just a theory. I think they want to have a reveal trailer at a PlayStation showcase, and then a couple weeks later, I think they want to do like their own full like blowout, like multiplayer gameplay, whatever. So mm-hmm. that's just my theory, and I think that there's also rumors that this one's not shaping up very well. So uh-huh. I think they're, I think <laughs> I think they're needing more time to work this, on it. I mean. We've already seen stuff from Battlefield and heard so much. It's like it's like if you're in a sprint race and you just let, you know, Usain Bolt get a 50 meter head start, and then you're like, I'll catch him by the 200 meter mark. It's like I doubt it. <laughs> right. You should you should run quickly now. I agree. I, uh, I'm not going to get it either way because it's rumored to be World War II, and I'm I'm not in the mood for that. Also, developer Bungie will hold a Destiny 2 showcase on August 24th. Sony Music Entertainment and Roblox have signed a partnership for, quote, innovative music experiences for the Roblox community that offer a range of new commercial opportunities for Sony music artists to reach new audiences and generate new revenue streams around virtual entertainment, end quote. I think this is setting up for the game to come to PlayStation platforms, is my guess. So we get like a Roblox DJ hero? Yeah, (laughs) I think it's just going to (laughs) become, they're trying to become like Fortnite where they have like Travis Scott do shows and Roblox and shit. Oh, that's cool. I guess Stacey Dash doesn't have a clue while we're doing Roblox. <laughs> the virtual reality version of horror game at Blair Witch will come to PSVR sometime this summer. <laughs> I gotta be honest, the legs Blair Witch has, it's been, it's fast, it's 1999 when the movie came out, it's been 22 <laughs> yeah. years and they're still making, how? I how know. did this thing have legs? I know. I hear you. <laughs> Also, Genshin Impact version 2.0 will release on July 21st, featuring cross-save support, a new city and area to explore, new main and side quests, and three new playable characters. 
Bokeh Game Studios, the developer comprised largely of former Sony Japan Studio staff, if you'll remember, Travis, revealed that their new game is aiming to attract Silent Hill and Siren fans. Mm. So this is very interesting to me. I just for a second here. So I had totally forgot about these guys. This is that new studio that was made up of all the guys who left uh, Japan Studio when Sony you know, told them they were going to close it down. If you remember, like we were talking about last week, where Konami said they're working with a prominent developer in Japan on a Silent Hill game, and then these guys come out and say that they're aiming to attract Silent Hill and Siren fans. So my Kojima theory may be totally off base. It might be these guys now Mm -hmm. is my new theory. Right in front of you the whole time. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see, but that's my new theory. Also, all previous Frostpunk... Frostpunk expansions will be making their way to the PS4 version on July 21st, including The Rifts, The Last Autumn, and On the Edge. An alpha file for Battlefield 2042 was discovered by PlayStation Game Size this week in the PlayStation Network database, and it clocks in at around 46 gigabytes. So my theory on this one is that we're going to get an August alpha, September beta, and October launch. Mm Mm-hmm. Website Gamatsu reported that publisher Blowfish Studios announced science fiction hack-and-slash action platformer Blackwind for PS4 and PS5. It will launch in quarter four of this year. Atmospheric adventure game Omno or Omno will launch on PS4 on July 29th. Among Us Collector's Editions were announced for PS4 and PS5 and re- will release later this uh, later this year at retail. Hand-drawn RPG adventure game Tales of Iron will launch on PS4 and PS5 on September 17th, and that's the game, Travis, that features The Witcher's Doug Cockle as the narrator. Good old Doug Cockle. (laughs) Also, 2D twin-stick action game Trigger Witch will release on PS4 on July 28th. Nino Kuni developer Level 5 is hiring staff to work on a brand new RPG. The King of Fighters 15 will launch on PS4 and PS5 in the first quarter of next year. 3D platformer Pile Up, Box by Box, will release on PS4 on August 17th. Plane Drift Racer, Sky Drift Infinity, will come to PS4 on July 29th. Sodesco will publish point-and-click psychological horror game Saint Kotar for consoles sometime later this year. Turn-based roguelike game Crown Trick will come to PS4 on August 31st. Action-adventure platformer Bluefire will come to PS4 on July 23rd. Monster-collecting battle game Nexomon will come to PS4 and PS5 at some point in the future. How many Pokemon ripoffs can we I'll have? i say that's Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, it's Pokemon, bro. Axis Games will host a showcase on August 6th called All Axis. Mm-hmm. It's very clever. Featuring new game announcements, updates on previously announced games, and a special guest. And finally, Gamatsu reported that 3D Realms will host Realms Deep 2021 from August 13th to August 15th, featuring, quote, the latest from over 100 old school shooters, newer shooters, and everything in between, end quote. And that is all for the news this week. I'll kick it over to Travis for this week's new game releases. On the 6th, we have A Plague Tale Innocence, which I'll probably give it a go. Following that, we have Ender Lilies. Quietus of the Nights. Mm-hmm. Quiet, Quietus of the Nights. That sounds like a name that would have been in Blazing Saddles. Um, <laughs> the Silver Case 2425. Watchdog's Legion Bloodline on the PS4. On the 7th, we have Blitzbreaker. Indigo 7 Quest for Love. Mm-hmm. The Procession to Calvary. Mm-hmm. Not, not Calgary, guys. Calvary. <laughs> on July the 8th, we have Crash Drive 3. Mega Mall story. I read, is this a male or mall? I'm mall. too far away. Yeah, mall. Following that, we have Metro Simulator, Monster Harvest, Sniper Elite VR, which will be dope if it's on VR2 and I buy it. Come on, guys. Agreed. Or at least make it backwards compatible. Also, we have the Manga Works, Venture Towns, and the previously vaunted Arcade Again. Get it, guys. Try it. Do it. If you like third person shooters. That's all for the new games this week. Now let's begin to wrap things up here, Travis, by discussing what we are going to be playing the week ahead. It's on your radar. Well, plan on murdering a bunch of people with a mace. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, slowly working towards my thousand arrows and slowly working on our, our map wins. 
to be honest with you, I don't even remember when we win or lose battles unless it's like completely egregious. Like the game just ends. I'm like, cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like Call of Duty. We lose. I'm like, fuck this. This is retarded. You know, but I don't even pay attention. Uh, I guess I'm having so much fun. I don't even care. Yeah, I agree. I just downloaded arcade again. So give that a go. See what that's about. I hope that you'll like it. I think that you will. And then we got, of course, we'll be, I guess we'll play some Red Dead next week and do these, mm-hmm. these heists, which we've been waiting for forever. I feel like, I feel like two years ago, somebody found a room that walked into a bank and they were like, oh, they're going to add heists one day or bank robberies. And we finally are here 10 uh-huh. years later. So that'll be fun. I enjoy those. Is that maybe we can get John to do that with us? Is that asking a lot? I don't know. That's a good point. We should ask him. I'll text him after this. So yeah, we don't No tutorial. So we're good. <laughs> Same with Arcade again. He didn't respond to that. So no, he's out, I guess. And then of course the new F one game comes out on the thirteenth. So well, I don't know if I'll buy that immediately or if I'll wait. I can't decide. I have a feeling that it'll get about an eight, would be my guess. So you'll have to buy my understanding is that you'll have from watching the trailer came across this, you'll have to buy the deluxe edition to get it on the thirteenth. If you get the standard, it's the sixteenth, which is Friday. Is that Friday? Oh, yeah. Well, then if that's the case, I won't get it until Friday because there's no way I'm going to pay extra for that. You don't want your 18,000 Bitcoin or Pitcoins or whatever? What do you do with those? I don't even know what you do with those. <laughs> you got to give your guy give your guy like a pink jumpsuit. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm interested in the career in the career mode like I always am, but the uh, breaking point sounds fun. I want to see what that's about. See yeah. the um, ridiculous characters. I, d- I did find out, though, if you lose the first race... Spoiler, if you lose the first race, it makes you restart it. <laughs> so you can't lose. You can't lose the first race. You better win. You ain't uh, first, you last. <laughs> but yeah, it looks cool. And yeah, they, they haven't said a whole lot about the co-op yet, you know, so I'm interested to see, mm. uh, you know, at least when that comes out a few weeks later, I'm sure we'll get some reviews on the co-op story. So there this co-op game mode, it should say it's not really a story. But yeah. I'm interested in those things. So that's, that's probably what I'll play this week. So here's the question. If I... If I ever get it and we co-op a career or whatever, how how mad are you? I mean, can you handle it is my question. Like, how mad is it going to make you when I'm dog shit at the game? And I'm like, I mean, you know, this is important because, I, you know, this is an investment. I can't I can't do this and have you have you mad at me when, oh, I'm, not a, when, I, when I'm not a sim racer. I don't care if you suck. <laughs> so it's all, the, it's, this is on the record buddy so, no the cool the cool part is is like the way that the teammate thing works is like obviously you'll be on the pad or the dual sense i'll be on the wheel mm-hmm. the 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 team itself the computer will decide when we pit or don't pit so uh, which will be good because we don't want to double stack but we'll be able to talk to each other so i can say like well if i pit now it won't affect you as long as you know we could theoretically pit on the same lap if one of us is, you know, there's a there's a 20 second gap. It won't matter. Mm. As far as like winning and the money you make and all that fun stuff, um, from my understanding is like we independently develop our cars. We independently decide like, oh, I want to develop the wing or I want to develop the arrow or whatever. Like we, for your own car, even though we're on the same team, for your own car, you pick you pick what you want specifically. So like. Gotcha. Like for me, it's more important that the car turns really well and has downforce in the turns because of how I like to drive. For you, it might be maybe you just want more straight line speed so you can make up time that you lose in the turn or whatever. So mm, that that's okay. good because we don't have to try to figure out what's in the middle, <laughs> what's better for us. Gotcha. But yeah, but but you'll have to learn a few things like you know when to use. You know, like there's DRS and then there's extra energy. Extra energy is like your turbo and that generates through your braking. So like okay. as you as you brake, it'll harvest energy. And then that is your quote unquote turbo. So it's like, you know, like the, the mushroom on Mario. Gotcha. And then DRS, you can only use it if you're within a second of the car in front of you. And that basically like gives you 70 more horsepower. But there's only a short area you can use it in. This is wild. The, the energy that you harvest, you can use wherever the hell you want, but you got to turn it on and off. And a lot of people will forget that they have it on. <laughs> so they'll just be like hauling ass through a turn and then they'll have the, they'll have the, the energy down and then the, the car can't handle it. It's just too much power. So little things like that you'll catch on to. And like, um, hmm. you have to change out your engine throughout the season, uh, because it wears down so much. You only have three engines. So you have to kind of like space out when you get rid of them or keep them or whatever. And the engineer will talk you through all that when you play the game. It, it'll, it, it sounds complicated, but 
it makes a lot more sense. And of course, the development is really like an RPG tree. Okay. So it all makes sense to you. Okay. We'll see. Well, for me on my end, I am looking forward to playing more arcade again. Glad I got you on board. Did I kill you in that game? Yes, there Sweet. are PV, there are PvP competitions between stages, is my understanding, but I've only been playing solo, so I haven't seen that yet. And then I do want to make some more progress on a Plague Tale Innocence. Push through that a little bit. And then, of course, like you said, I'm looking forward to Red Dead Online on Tuesday. It has been many months since I've played. I logged back in last night for a minute to see mm-hmm. what was going on. There's still some glitches on there that are so weird, like my weapons stay dirty all the time and whatnot, but... <laughs> Uh, anyway, I'm excited about that. And then trying to think anything else, uh, probably some chivalry uh, for sure. That's always a go-to and that's probably about it this week. Um, but that's a lot to look forward to. So with that, let's get out of here. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. And if you did, don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Also, if you would be kind enough to leave us a review on your podcast service, it always helps and be much appreciated. And finally, if you would share us with a friend or a loved one who you think may enjoy a PlayStation podcast such as this, where they can get all of the week's news and rumors and more in less than 90 minutes every time. We would very much appreciate that and love to have them on board as well. You guys take care. Have a great week. We'll talk at you next time. Bye-bye.